Today's guest on the podcast is Myrna Valerio, the ultra marathon runner, author, and educator who has been putting naysayers in their place for quite some time. In 2017, Myrna's story went viral when she received an email during a trail run. This email was full of hate and criticism based off of her running. And despite racism and body shaming, Myrna continues to challenge the stereotypes and inspire others to do the same. One of my favorite things I've heard her say, I think that people are really having trouble grappling with the idea that fit comes in many forms and that people can still participate in athletics no matter what kind of body they have. I totally love this. She says also, I want to continue sticking my big ass into places where people think I don't belong. That's been the nature of my life and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it proudly. I had the wonderful joy of Myrna visiting my house and we sat down and had a little chat and did a Facebook live together. So this is a little bit different format than the normal podcast, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Myrna Valerio. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success. stopped by and we just thought we'd have a little chat. <laughs> I just happened to be driving around your neighborhood right. yes. in the dark. <laughs> and we were sitting very upright in our chairs and then we felt very awkward so now we're lounging. Yes. So we're also recording the podcast which I'm not going to do the <laughs> intro that I normally do because that would just be weird on Facebook Live. But, <laughs> so you have been very busy. Like let's talk like yeah. where did you come from? I, uh, this morning, I was, <laughs> I was in Portland, Oregon at the, uh, well, I was speaking this weekend at the World Domination Summit. What is that? Um, it's not what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a conference slash summit um, of all of these, like, different entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. Um, who do things really creatively. Um, some of them, many of them have side hustles that are very uh, financially successful. Right. Um, and some just do their side hustles to, to make a little bit more bit of money but to engage their passions yeah so um so I was one of the keynotes and cool. um it went really well oh that's good <laughs> and um yeah it was really fun to be around people like me like that yeah. do a ton of different things and are just engaged in a bunch of different areas of their lives and uh and are pretty happy doing it yeah people have really interesting stories Oh, yeah. I find that these events, I mean, you get to talking to people and they'll tell you something. You're like, what? And they keep talking. You're like, what? (laughs) I mean, I imagine someplace like a world domination seminar would have a lot of that. Oh, yeah. And it's it's, it's kind of like a bunch of nerds, but like not like your typical nerds. Yeah. Just like nerdy about all different types of things. Yeah. And uh, there are a bunch of introverts, which I like because I'm an introvert. So I felt very comfortable amongst a bunch of other introverts. So when you go to these things, like... But you're kind of an extrovert introvert, Well, right? I, I can be extroverted. I am a 
performing artist. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. like, I, that's something that I can do. I can turn it on, but I really need to be able to turn it off. And you need yeah. to go lay down, like, and after. I go hide in my hotel yeah. room, yeah. which I did a lot. That's how I am, too. <laughs> like, I, I love the people, and then, but my biggest fear is when I'm leaving somewhere and people are like, hey, do you, are you eating? And I'm like, I just need to go eat by myself in my room. <laughs> Like, yeah. be alone. Yeah, I'm totally learning that. Uh, yeah. That. But it's necessary. It's Yeah, you yeah. have to, like, go in the back room and eat. And because people don't really understand or respect boundaries. No. Uh, even if you're very clear about them. And so um, <laughs> so I've learned that I have to, you know, I'll, I'll leave, like, 20 minutes or so to schmooze and whatnot. Yeah. But then I exit <laughs> yeah and go find somewhere to sit and just be by myself and uh, not really have to engage because I need to sort of re-energize myself and right. eat <laughs> and eat right and drink water and, drink and, and water. go to the bathroom without people following me into the bathroom and talking at you under the yeah. stall yeah. because <laughs> that has happened right right so how has your life changed I mean you have a fascinating story if anyone listening doesn't know Myrna like go I think Rich Roll did the best job like deconstructing your whole (laughs) life history um but she is a trained opera singer or is that is that correct um well trained it's I am trained I don't do it anymore so I mean okay Eh. I mean I sing sometimes yeah I sang this weekend but you did so what was your past with performing well I um right after college I went to Oberlin Conservatory of Music and Oberlin College of Arts and Sciences. I, I did um, live in New York for a while. I'm from New York, yeah. um, from Brooklyn. What's up? Um, <laughs> and What's that? What's up? <laughs> it just looks like I'm rested. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, I did audition and I did do that whole thing and have uh, an office job, a really good office job. Yeah. Um, and I worked in consulting firms and law firms. Um, in your area. Uh, not anymore, <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. For two escape yeah. artists. <laughs> and um, so I did that whole scene, and but I wasn't really into the the whole sort of music business part of it. I just yeah. wanted to make music, and so I, I'd lost interest in that fairly quickly. Um, and then I became a music teacher. So, like, I was able to engage my passion in that way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I still performed quite a bit, but over the years it's kind of gone to the... Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, uh, I am moving. I, I just told, I told you that I moved out of my house uh, two Fridays ago. and uh, Which is crazy because we found out. So I had a little backstory yeah. on me and Myrna. We were going to talk on a podcast in January, de- January or December, December of December, last year. Yeah. And so we get on the podcast on Skype. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so where do you live? And she, and at the time, where were you? In Raven County. Yeah, in Raven County. I was like, Georgia? And she's (laughs) like, yes. I'm like, that's down the road. And I said, we're not talking now. I'm going to come see you. (laughs) And you said, okay. And then we had the date set. And we had snow day. And in Georgia, when it snows, everything shuts down. Right, right. And so we had to reschedule. And then I kept harassing you. And you're like, well, actually, I don't live here anymore. I kidnapped her, and now she's here, which is fantastic. Oh, but anyway, so yeah. you're moving. You're so, back yeah, to Jersey. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving back to New Jersey, where I lived before I, I moved to Georgia. And um, I'm actually going to continue. I'm going to start studying music again. Like, I'm Are like you? I'm going to be a student. I'm going to, you know, uh, try to study with my old voice teacher in New York City. Okay. 
and work on some projects trying to converge my interest in the outdoors and exercise with music. So, like, stay the, tuned. Like, singing in the woods with the animals. Stay tuned. That's all oh. I'm going to say. This is all very interesting now. Okay, so let's talk about the Murnivator okay. and the running and the REI sure. thing. Like, what, what what was this? What happened? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. One day you went for a run. And... <laughs> One day. Okay, so uh, about a year and a half ago, um, I was contacted by a filmmaker, Sarah Menzies, um, who, was, who had been hired by REI to do a film on um, – a badass woman, woman in the outdoors. <laughs> so, and she says, this is the story that she tells me, and I'm going to believe her. Um, she says she uh, Googled that, badass woman outdoors. And she said, my name came up. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> and oh she gosh. says, yeah, actually, that's, that's what came up. And so, you know, we set this whole thing up where she would film me, in, uh, film me while I was doing a race. Yeah. And so I had signed up for this race called the Black Mountain Monster. Up in North Carolina, oh, Black Mountain. That sounds fun. It, you know, it was a 12-hour, 24-hour uh, yeah, kind great. of thing. I signed up for the shorter one, the 12-hour. Because <laughs> uh, my, my goal was just to get a 50K out of the way. And so um, I, so she came there to film me. We were there, and it was, it was, it was the weather conditions were pretty awful. And, but, you know, I was like, she's here, so I'm going to do it, i got to finish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, she filmed me all day. And um, it ended up being a, you know, really... Uh, a good uh, run for me. Yeah. Um, but three, about two and a half miles before I, I finished the 50K, I got this really nasty email um, from some random guy uh, who had found my work email. And, uh, you know, which requires some digging. You know, right. Like some research. Right. <laughs> uh, so, the good kind of fans. Right, so, the ones you really yeah, want. Yeah. Clearly he had some time on his hands. Yeah. And so, um, so he emails me with the subject line being running and so I'm like maybe it's one of my fans maybe it's right. maybe it's a disgruntled parent of one of my cross-country athletes <laughs> you know uh and so so I opened up the email while <laughs> while you were uh, while I was on the course um and uh and and then it you know it started out with you are a fraud and um and so that stopped me in my tracks and um my friends are like, what? You know, what's what's going on? I was like, oh my God, look, read this email. And I'm like, oh my God, you're doing the thing that he says you're not doing. And he said, you know, I was a fraud, that I was, you know, I was a fake runner, I was too fat to run, I was, you know, too overweight to be a professional runner. It's like, first of all, who told you I was a professional runner? <laughs> right, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't win things. And um and, you know, he went on and on about um, how he could walk faster than I could run and, and how I was trying to kill people with this perverse idea of fat acceptance and, and you know, all these, like, just sort of vitriolic things. With two miles um, to go. With two miles to go. And, my, and then, my, but thank God my friends were there because, like, yeah. I, I was a little stunned, well, a lot stunned. Right. Um, and they said, put your phone away you are doing the thing that he is saying you're not, you're, like, actually doing that right now. Right. So screw him, put your phone away, and let's go. Let's finish. Yeah. And so, but before I before I did that, I had to like screenshot it and put it on my Instagram. <laughs> you did that from the I woods. Did, I did it. Yep, two and a half miles away from the finish, and um, and it was it was incredible because I I got about a hundred responses like almost immediately. Yeah. Um, like within five minutes, and then when I finished, uh, you know about. 
40 minutes later, there were like 500 responses. It was, right. it was crazy. All of them positive. All of them saying, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You are, you know, you are the real deal, that kind of thing. And um, so <laughs> at the end, when I reached the finish line, well, my finish line anyway. Yeah. Because I was done in around 10 and a half hours or so. Um, Sarah Menzies, a filmmaker, says, oh, congratulations. Oh, my goodness. You know, you had a great day. By the way, if you want to talk about that whole email thing where she was on my social. Right. You know, um, you know, if you want to talk about it, no pressure. We can talk about it. We don't have to talk about it now. We can talk about it in, in the next few weeks. And so, you know, like, I didn't know what to think because I was that, that, that was, right. it was really hurtful. It was really emotionally painful. Um, and so, you know, I was, and I really just wanted to celebrate me finishing my first 50K of the season. Right. And so, but she came back and we did some more in-depth interviews and she, and she interviewed me about that and, and like all this stuff came up and it was really just, it, you know, it's traumatizing when somebody sure. reaches out to you like that, um, <laughs> you know, with you as the only intended target. Yeah. And, um, and so, but we talked about it and, but, and so the film ended up being about that. Um, and it wasn't her initial, like it wasn't her artistic vision to, for the film to be about that because she had a lot of other footage and, sure. you know, it was really supposed to be about this black woman in the woods. Wow. You know, <laughs> because that's a thing. Right. And so, um, and so REI, like, I guess, saw a gem in that. And uh, so it turned out to be about that particular incident. And uh, and then <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, by the time I, I knew who you were before I saw mm -hmm. the REI thing, before I saw the video. But by the time I saw it, I mean, it was super viral. I mean, blah, blah, million views or whatever. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is... But it's so good. So good. She did a really Doesn't good it give you the... I mean, don't you get chills when you yeah. watch it? And I've though? watched it a lot. I know. Because I do talks on it. Yeah. And um, every single time, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's because it's the sound of the, mm -hmm. like, your feet crunching mm -hmm. on the, you know, the, yes. the trail. Sarah, Sarah Menzies did a really, yes, really, really good did. job. She knows she how to... Good. She knows her shit. Excuse me. That's okay. No, you can say that. You can say, well, maybe you can on Facebook, but you can't on um, Facebook. Um, so, but how did you, like, let's rewind sure. before the, you said that was your first 50K of the season. So mm -hmm. you had done many before, or a few before. I mean, you've been running a while. Yeah. And blogging. And mm -hmm. so how did that all start? Like, Sure. Um, so I have been a runner since high school. I played field hockey and lacrosse. And um, and I and the reason I started running was because I needed to get better at running for those sports. And right. I never had to run as much as I had to in, that, in, in those sports because yeah, we didn't do that where I was from. Yeah. <laughs> we ran up and down the block, <laughs> um, you know, to the fire hydrant and back and <laughs> to the, the street lamp down the block. But, like, we never did anything long distance. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that was re required of us um, playing sports. I went to boarding school um, in Westchester County, New York. And um, and I really, really wanted to play on a team of something. And so I chose field hockey. And it was, it was funny because that first day we had to run five loops of the field, which is almost a mile. And then, and that was the warm up. And I I was like, but that's a lot of running to warm up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, then we had, and then we had to run a timed mile after that. And then we had two and a half hours of practice, and it was all running up and down the field. Yeah. 
And so my friend and I said, you know, we <laughs> really got to get better at this running thing if we want to stay on the team. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple of days later, we started running in the mornings and, uh, and it just became something that was the thing that we did in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, it made me feel great. Um, it made me uh, be ready for the day. Uh, it just set the tone for the day. And so yeah. I, I just loved it. And I love, I've always been an early riser. So, um, and that was just another thing that I could do to, to start my day. And so that, that was back in 1989, um, which seems really long ago. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 42. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm 30. Oh, how old am I? Jeez, I'm going to be 39. You are. Yeah. I'm getting there. And I was like, yeah. I'm almost there. Yeah. 42. 40 is a new black. No. <laughs> black is a new black, but that's another thing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I did that. I played sports throughout high school. I um, continued to run recreationally in college because I was a music student. I wasn't allowed to play sports oh. on teams. So, yeah. Uh, that's a whole other discussion. Um, and See, then there's so many stories. So many. <laughs> so many. And, then, um, and then, you know, I continued to run as when I worked in corporate America. Um, and then I, had my, I got married, had my son, and then decided to move from New York City to Maryland where I had to drive everywhere. And I yeah. didn't know how to drive. <laughs> so I bought a car and then learned how to drive. Nice. Um, <laughs> I bought a stick shift. Well, my dad bought me a stick shift when I was in high school and learned how to drive a stick shift. Like after we bought after, it. Yeah. And he yeah. said, um, yeah, we made a mistake here because I could not drive that car. I mean, I eventually learned, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to dive just, right I mean, there. I knew that was the only way I would ever learn. Mm-hmm. But if you put a stick shift in front of me now, I couldn't. I, almost, I don't think I could. Do. almost bought a stick shift. See? But, yeah. Just two weeks ago when I bought it. Oh, no, don't do it now. Well, I mean, like, it would just force me to learn, like you said. Right? Do hard things. Not on it. You're not in Atlanta anymore. I was going to say, not in Atlanta Hills. You overheard a stick. Um, So where was I? Oh, yeah. Maryland. Um... Maryland and so like actually when I moved down there I gained a lot of weight because I had to drive everywhere Mm -hmm. and then I was uh, alone with my son my my husband stayed up in New York to work continue at his job and so I had a new job and that came with all of its own issues and and then my son was one and a half and so he was always sick um which meant I was always sick we were in and out of school and he didn't sleep right no he still doesn't sleep he still doesn't he's 15 He'll sleep a little in the afternoon, but like he just doesn't sleep, and so oh my goodness. So of course I meant I didn't sleep, right? And uh, so yeah, so like I I um I ended up gaining a lot of weight, um and just and then other things I was like really really stressed out. That's probably where the weight gain came from. Um, I was really stressed. I was really unhappy, um and so like I had all these other health issues. I had like really bad dental health. I had. Um, rash on my face and all these like weird things and so uh we decided that that wasn't the right place for us after three years it took yeah. three years for me to make that decision and so was it the rash on the face it, that finally I, did it I, you're like you know, know what i'm just out of here it was it was some other thing <laughs> i won't talk about in public but <laughs> but uh you know it ended up being the right decision for us to move and so we moved to New Jersey, um, an equally stressful job. Yeah. Actually, it was more stressful because it was a boarding school this time. And uh, my son had pneumonia t- twice, and it was hospitalized twice. And um, again, we, you know, we were just passing around all, all sorts of sicknesses in between us. And 
Um, and so on, uh, I also had a, <laughs> a side hustle or a few side hustles where I would teach lessons on the weekends in Maryland because I am a musician, yeah. so that's kind of what musicians do. You like teach lessons. And what so kind of lessons? I taught voice lessons, oh. piano lessons. Can you help tone deaf people? Like, I is there help? I, I, I totally. There is. No one is tone deaf. I'm tone deaf. You are not tone deaf. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. No, it's not <laughs> possible. No, no. Mm-mm, I don't believe it. I've wanted to take voice lessons because my singing is so bad. And See, I think if I could just. I'm leaving. Now you tell me. Is there anything in Jersey for me? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive the 14, 15 hours up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I did that. I, I taught guitar lessons, even though I don't really play guitar. Um, <laughs> um, and, like, I taught. I arranged music for people. I did all sorts of things. So I did that on the weekends and commuted back and forth and then would work my full-time job yeah. in a boarding school, which is basically like a doctor, only you don't get paid as much because uh, you're on 24-7. You're on all the time, even when you're not on duty. And um, so I, on one of these trips back to um, Jersey, I started having chest pains and in the left side of my chest. And so um, I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and I pulled over and... Eventually decided that I wasn't going to call the ambulance because I would have a huge ambulance bill. Um, <laughs> this is the way I think. No, that's just stubborn women. And You don't want to bother anyone with your heart attack. No, I didn't want to pay the ambulance bill. <laughs> <laughs> Die! Public so... service announcement. Take the ambulance. And so, and then, like, my, like in my crazy head, I had this thought that it was like that this this idea that if I called nine one one, they would leave my son at the side of the road or like take him to a foster family or something. Like this is what I was thinking, and so They're like she's not fit, she's having a heart attack. Let me just gonna leave him at the side of the road on two twenty two in Pennsylvania. Oh and uh, this is like how old is he? He was five. Yeah, he can't get left, so I get that. Um, but he he would have known the way home anyway. <laughs> like he could have probably driven himself. But anyway, um, that's my son. <laughs> and um, so I decided to keep driving. And uh, she took yourself to the hospital. I had a friend like on my way there. I called a friend. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm about five minutes away from home. I really need somebody to take me to the hospital because I wasn't going to call nine one one, even when I was home." Um, and she said, shouldn't you call the ambulance? I was like, no, I'd like you to take me. And (laughs) so um, her husband took my son and then she took me to the hospital, but Laura decided I wasn't having a a heart attack. And, uh, but it was a panic, a panic attack. And it's like, "Mm." and at the moment when it happened, you weren't necessarily feeling any different. Well, I mean, like I was, I had been hyperventilating, but I, you know, cause I was nervous. Because I, I had pains in my chest and I thought I was dying. Oh. Um, and drove myself home even though I thought I was dying. But, um, and, and like, and it was painful. The pain continued throughout yeah. while I was driving. It would subside and then it would increase again. And, <clears throat> and so I said, well, you know, sometimes with, you know, heart attacks happen over a couple of days. And, and so, like, maybe that's what this is. And this is day one of the four-day heart attack. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my but God. I'm not calling the ambulance. Not no. on day one. Maybe day no. four. Yep. <laughs> I know. It all sounds so dumb right now. No, but I like, get it, know. though. I get it. And so, yeah. I um, So, 
they said I wasn't having a heart attack and it was a panic attack. And then I'm like, I'm like black people don't have panic attacks. This is what I'm thinking. Like, mm, mm, no. But then as I started sort of processing things. So panic attacks are a white people thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's that's you know that's what I was thinking okay. because there's this whole thing and you know about mental health and yeah, in yeah. the black community where we don't talk about it and it doesn't exist for the, for us. So um, so yeah, but you know as I process it, I'm like, of course, <laughs> I was having a panic attack. Yeah, you know, and um, and so you know, it's because of the life I was leading and you know it was all about work, all about my son, and yeah. I was not looking inward at all, and so. Um, so I followed up with a cardiologist that same week, and I was also like I was also in grad school at that time. Oh, of yeah. course, <laughs> of course. So, like I was taking classes over the summer too, and so yeah, uh, the cardiologist you know was told me basically that were asking me if I wanted to see my son grow up, and I said, um, well, I didn't say anything because like how do you answer that question? Is this a trick question? You know, he was like totally serious as cardiologists need to be. And, um, and I was like, I get it. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, he said, well, I need you to lose 15 pounds <laughs> by November or whatever. And then, <clears throat> which was like three months away. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I, it's like, I need you to change your life. Like I need you to change your lifestyle. You know, because I, you know, we'd gone through this whole comprehensive yeah. sort of health history. And, so like, this what was I like was 10 doing. years ago. This was 2008. Yep. Yeah, 10 okay. years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, yeah. And so like the day after that appointment is when I got back on the treadmill. And uh, that first mile was nothing to write home about. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. It was yeah. painful, you know, both um, physically and mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Um, I remember my yeah. first mile too. I mean, it was... But it was a very, it wasn't a similar, I didn't have like, you know, the, the four day heart attack or a panic attack, but <laughs> I had like kind of a coming to Jesus with my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't continue this. Like, I am so unhappy. I am so mm-hmm. huge. Like, mm-hmm. just like, you know, just more me than ever needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but I remember that first run too. I went to like one of those 24 hour gyms. Got on the treadmill. The kids were two and one. They were super little. But I ran for like eight minutes. And the next day I had bruises on the bottom of my feet. Wow. And I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday because it was so painful and shameful and sad. Mm -hmm. It was like all these emotions. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, this is what I have to keep going through. To get to where you got to go through it. The only way is through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I kept thinking of um, what my son would come home with from school. You know, <clears throat> you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. You know, and he still says that to me. <laughs> He's 15. <laughs> and um, and that, that, that um, phrase sort of was like ringing through my head because it's like, I had to just accept where I was. Yes. And this is where I am. Yes. I can be mad. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm mad and I'm sad. And I, and I do feel shame for having <clears throat> let myself get to a point where I couldn't run a mile anymore. Or I couldn't do it easily. Yeah. And it hurt. And, um, but I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is where I am. 
Yeah, that's such a true. It's it's crazy because I'm I'm actually writing a book now, and I have like chapter three is reality is, mm. and it's about in that journey how if you're going to change, if anything's going to change, you have to open your eyes mm. and see where you are, Preach. even though it's so awful mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, it's so you don't want to see it. You don't want to like. Open but that's why you whatever. got to yeah. where you got in the first place because mm. you had your eyes closed. Mm. And I, like, for me, I had my eyes closed to myself. Like, yeah. I just was not, as I said, I wasn't looking inward ever. Like, it was always about the external, always about my job. Yeah. I was really good at my job. Uh, I was not <laughs> as good as a parent, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think boarding school employees will uh, will appreciate that and understand it. But, yeah, um, well, and, it's, it's uh, what it yeah, is sometimes. Yeah. Hold on, I have to check this. My computer just. Sure. So okay. We're good. And um, Back in the so, yeah, and that's you know that's where I was. And so, it took a couple of weeks for me to start feeling better mm-hmm. inside and outside. Um, but I did start feeling those inklings of joy that running had always brought me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what kept me going. You know, I I did sleep better. I did rearrange my life so that my mornings were only for exercise and not work. Yeah. I would not take out any lesson planning. I wouldn't, you know, deal with emails and stuff. I would just work out. Yeah. And, um, and so that's how like those little sort of incremental changes that I made along with making a commitment to getting better. Yeah. And to not having this episode happen again. Cause I, that was really scary and I sure. did not want to experience that again. Right. Um, but the change yeah. you made too, and I think this is a big fundamental mm. part of growing. It's it's not about you weren't doing this because you wanted to look better or no. to lose weight. Like this was like life and death, mm-hmm. and this was it, it wasn't even about that. Mm. And so many I know for my whole life I was always exercising because I hated my body, mm. you know, running or lifting weights to shrink it. Mm. And it wasn't until I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. I just got to move because I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And that was when the change happened. Because if you're just doing this to look bad, like, it's right. not enough. Right. It really <laughs> isn't. Like, you know, fine if you want to, I don't know. <laughs> if, 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 you need, if you need and want to lose weight, that's, that's fine. Um, but I think that it's got to be for the right reasons. Like, if, yeah. if it's... If it's this sort of external, um, sort of, I don't want to call it vanity because like, right. you know, we want to look good and, and whatever, and, but looking good means different things to different people, mm-hmm. but like you also have to take care of the inside and, and, uh, and what's, what's going on internally. And it, that's mm-hmm. probably the most important and, and your light comes from within. Right. So, you know, if you're not working on the stuff within and that does, you know, mean health and wellness and, and the physical and spiritual health and wellness, um, then whatever you want to happen on the outside, is not going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, I have a, I have a tipping point on my body image and my scale, whatever, where I feel best as me and where I don't. Mm -hmm. And I can like kind of go back and forth on that tipping point. But if I go too far this way, then everything falls apart but it has nothing to do with how I look Mm. it's literally how I feel Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know when I wake up in the morning maybe my back hurts less or something you know Um, Uh but uh it it is it's about Mm. the whole self and and our and how we feel yeah 
Absolutely. How we feel, how we like walk through the world. I think that's really, really important. Oh, I like that. Walking through the world. You like yeah. to walk through the woods. I, I do. I do with bears. Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, Myrna. You've seen bears? Um, I, I have seen bears, yes. Um, oh. And actually, my last week up in Raven County, um, I went <laughs> I like on... how you go into Southern Raven County. <laughs> I was... Uh, I went on a run because I'm training for Trans Rocky six day again, and so my coach has assigned me um, on my training plan. It's all in feet. It's all in elevation gain. It's not in mileage. Oh my. It's in hours in elevation gain. And so there's this trail by me. I know it's crazy. Right? <laughs> my coach is crazy. <laughs> so he doesn't listen to this. Oh my gosh! So so you know, like each day I had to do between twelve and. 1800 feet of gain and uh, which is not a lot when you think about what Transrockies is but anyway so one day I go onto this trail that is literally in my backyard and um, and so and I've gone on it almost every day and have not encountered a bear <laughs> and so this one day this one day I go up to the trail and I immediately get to the trailhead I'm like something is up I don't know what it is, but something is up. You know how you like get instinct you were like, feelings? I don't you bear. know. It was just different. Maybe it was maybe it was bear musk that I was smelling. <laughs> well now. I don't you know, I don't know what it was, but so I was like, but I'm gonna go on this run anyway. Half mile into the run, another runner comes from the other direction and he's like, Hey, I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, Well, um, if you're going to continue, um, you should be careful because there's a bear on the trail. <laughs> and I said, well, thank you. I won't be continuing. <laughs> I was like, I, I will be running with you. And so I've never run that fast in my life. <laughs> okay, let's, hold up. So what is with that runner who's like, um, you know, just be careful. There's a bear up there. Like, because there's some people that are fine with, you no. know, you see a bear. They're black bears. They're typically afraid of humans. Um... And <laughs> no, who are these it's people? Um, and you know, and so what if it's not a black bear? But here it's only black bears. Are you sure? Yeah, it's, we don't have grizzlies here. Um, we don't. <laughs> they have them out where I was. I was just at in Wyoming. Yes, they have them there. Um, we had to carry bear spray everywhere we went, but that's a different story. No, um, but yeah, so like I turned around. I really have never run that fast in my life on a very technical trail. <laughs> Your coach is like, wow, look at you. Well, then I had to write him a note and say, well, I couldn't finish my run because um, there's a bear on the trail. So, yeah, sorry. (laughs) But that's the only bear encounter? Um, I I actually was doing a race um, out near Fort Mountain State Park. Oh, yeah. And I encountered two adolescent um, bear cubs. And I just passed the bear den where their mom was. Um, but she was like keeping an eye out for them yeah, because other they runners, that. yeah, other runners, uh, <laughs> later on and like said that she was like a, a little aggressive and like snorting and doing that kind of thing. Um, but I had to pass them under a switchback and then, uh, they were like in the, right in the middle of the switchback. So like I passed under them and then over them and they watched me the entire time and it was really creepy. And, and I, as soon as I, they were out of my sight, I hauled ass. <laughs> no, like I just, I can't even, my insides <laughs> are like. not that bad. My insides are like melted just thinking about that right now. 
I just can't imagine it. I'm just such a chicken. Like, I don't do trails. I don't go outside. But, I mean, I do go outside, but I, I don't go to the woods. The woods is where it's at, though. I did have fun. I did a um, race, was it last weekend? Um, up in Michigan, and, like, part of the run was on trail. It was, mm-hmm. like, two miles on trail. I had so much fun, but, I mean, it was a race, and there were people. Mm-hmm. And at some point, <laughs> there, there were not that. very many people, and I was like... And it was a race. You know, there were the 300 people were that way or that way. But I was like, I'm very alone in these woods. <laughs> you get used to it. I know. You do. I, know. I need to do it. Yeah. So, so we were supposed to go on a trail run today. We were, but number one is too hot. And I got and here too late. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really that sad. <laughs> you know what? I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> but now I just have to have an excuse to come visit you in New Jersey. Jersey. That's well, I'll, I'll be down here because my son is going to continue at Raven Gavin. Oh. So he'll okay. be here for, t- for his 10th grade year. And so oh, good. I'll have to come down anyway. And yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your book. My How book. did that happen? Yeah, okay. So, uh, so in 2015 when I was quote-unquote discovered <laughs> by Wall Street Journal, then Runner's World, then NBC Nightly News, I... Um, was contacted by a couple of literary agents. And so they said, hey, I really like your blog, Fat Girl Running. Right. Um, you know, have you ever, Yeah. <laughs> have you ever considered writing a book? And I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I've always wanted to write a memoir. And um, well, this is your lucky chance, you know? <laughs> and so I ended up going with um, <clears throat> a, a literary agent that uh, had a bigger agency and, and, you know, had some important names like, uh, on their client list, like Barack Obama, so I went with that one, and and so and so yeah, they walked me through the process of a proposal, and yeah. um, and then bam, sold that book to a publisher, and then I got to write a book. So it was awesome. really cool, and yeah. it's been doing pretty well. Um, you know, it spent a couple of weeks on the Amazon bestsellers list, um, and uh, you know, and it continues to sell. Yeah, and it's really cool. And what's the name of it? A beautiful work in progress. I like that. Mm-hmm. There's never an end, right? We're always no, working always, in progress. Always. In Is progress. that what you believe? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mean, like it just you know, and I just spoke about this, um, and when I in Portland at this, the World Domination Summit, <laughs> you know, about like you know we're on a continuum. You're, we're always progressing to be better as a human community, and so then I think if we think like that, then we won't be as hard on ourselves. Yeah. Um, but we won't let ourselves <laughs> just take the easy way out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We always have to keep progressing. Yeah. So what's Trans Rockies is next for you? What else is next? Uh, in terms of races? Yeah. Um, like, are you burnout? Um, I was uh, after Boston. I was when I did Boston Marathon. That's a um, lot of running. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tri- a long triathlon. So, I know, um, but I'm burnout. <laughs> and I admit it. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely. Uh, what yeah. are you going to do a triathlon? God, you triathlon people are so pushy. We are. <laughs> I will. I will do it if you do it. That's what I keep telling everyone. I'll do one if you do one. Um, I'm. You know, let me get through this year. Um, and let me move. Actually, actually find a place in Jersey because we haven't found oh a place gosh. yet. But um, yeah, I, I, I but I, I definitely want to, and um, I want. Because I've only done indoor tries, yeah, which are fun, yeah. And uh, but I definitely want to. Um, but after Trans Rockies, I do uh, like actually a few days. Um, 
after we're done, I do Hood to Coast. Okay, um, well, Portland, okay. Mount Hood to the coast of uh, Oregon. And um, that's like during the same week. And then I do, well, that's August, and then I do a Ragnar Relay. Okay. Um, and, I, and I took a lot of other would-be races off my calendar because I am tired. I am, I am actually burnt out. And so yeah. like, and finally in September I will have a break and I'll hold myself up in, a, in Maine and at the beach. <laughs> yeah, because so. it's a lot. Like This year has been really crazy. So what are some of the misconceptions about long-distance running? Um, for normal people. For normal that, people like that us. it's impossible. Yeah. And that I'm just not going to have anything to think about. I'm going to get so bored. Well, that's not a misconception because it's, it's true. It's true. You <laughs> do get bored. Um, that I'm going to ruin my knees. I'm going to um, ruin some other joint. Um, and that, oh, and that I'll lose weight. <laughs> Correct. That's because the, I'm because I'm going so long, right? Um, so yeah, lots of lots of uh, yeah. misconceptions about that. But um, but how do you, you go ahead. Oh, how, how do you keep a, your feet healthy? Um, like your your skin on your feet. Um, do you just have moccasins on the bottom? No, what your feet hardened moccasins? Well, I mean, I've always had I've always had really thick skin on my um, okay on the bottom of my feet and because um, it runs in my family, I guess. Um, but I've always had like nasty looking toes, like since I was born. They used to call me Pebbles, like from Flintstone. So, so you don't have any trouble with your feet? Just... Um, not not with my feet so much. I did, did have issues with my ankle recently, yeah. where I had to DNF um, a race in Portugal. Oh, <laughs> um, a long way that to was go. really disappointing. Yeah, and um, but uh, you know, I went to the ortho and got it fixed. But don't you find those long distance? When you have to travel really far, those races are tough. They are because, well, especially when you're crossing time zones yeah. and uh, and you don't really speak the language. <laughs> you don't really, or you don't. Well, I know. I, well, I, I wait. You know languages I understand too. Portuguese. Well, I'm a, I'm a language teacher, so I'm a language teacher. I'm a singer. I'm an ultra runner. <laughs> what well, else I do, do you do? I do? I, I do a lot of. Yeah, because you, I remember hearing that you learn languages really easily. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I was a Spanish teacher, so. <laughs> and then my husband, um, well, my husband thinks that. I should have had a pile of hats, and every time you said something, I would put a new hat on Well, no, well, this is how my students would relate to me. They would come to me and say, Miss Valerio, I need you to put your diversity hat on, because I was director of diversity at my school. And so, well, I need you to put your Spanish hat on, or I need you to put your dorm parent hat oh on or whatever it is or or your writer hat on because I yeah. need some help with editing and, and uh but um so yeah so we were talking about traveling or is that what were we talking about I don't know something about oh, my, a French oh yeah <laughs> yeah like my husband thinks I learned French from him but I didn't whatever <laughs> um I learned French before I met you honey distance um races. distance races distance races oh, yeah okay. uh yeah so um Thanks. So yeah, so I was I was in Portugal and but I I've studied Portuguese. Okay. Um Brazilian Portuguese though and I was in the Azores and that's not Brazilian oh. Portuguese. Of <laughs> and so it just so it was it was it was a really uh, cool exercise for me to try to communicate and understand and stuff but yeah, eventually I uh, prevailed. Uh so <laughs> I prevailed. I prevailed. Um, but, you know, but it was, it was, it was tough because, uh, so I, they, I was invited to this particular 
event. It was the Azores Trail Run. Yeah. Um, and it so they had a couple of different distances from 10k to 125k. I chose 65k because I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not gonna fly all the way there for 25k. But yeah, you know, and so I was like, but I'm not trying to do 100, and, you know. Right. And so. So I get there, and it's this whole week, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. The weather's perfect, and you know, like they they're treating all of the invited athletes like like royalty. And and uh, at one point, I have to get um, the the pre race panel. So I'm like sitting in the audience, and somebody comes up to me and says, "Oh well, Mirna, it's your time. It's your turn to go on stage." Mirna. 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 There you go. That's good enough. <laughs> She's like, ah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, you can go on stage now. I'm like, what? And then, and like, am I speaking? Am I speaking? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we just go. So I go up on the stage, and there's 16 of us, and and um, and so like every most people are talking Portuguese, and and some are speaking English, and so I get up and I said in Spanish because that's what I speak. I speak Spanish, and so I said, well, to the audience, would it be okay if I spoke to you in Spanish? Because that's how I process language. In, Port- in Portugal, and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so the guy, the MC said, no, 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 speaking English, English, English. So I started in English, and then I, at some point, switched over to Spanish. I don't know when or why. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I was dead. Like, I didn't realize they were going to bring me on stage. Oh, this is Mirna, and then she's the National Geographic uh, Adventure of the Year. And, and I didn't realize it was, like, all this yeah. stuff. And so, like, I felt like there were a lot of expectations, yeah. uh, you know, because there were. Uh, and me to at least finish. And so, and when I didn't finish, I, I was very disappointed in myself. I had some tears. Um, yeah. Normally, I don't cry when I don't finish because, well, well, lately I do. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was, it was really uh, painful to, yeah. you know. To not finish, I finished at twenty five k, and um, and uh, yeah, that was that was hard. But you know, but the trail running community is is amazing. Uh, they're like, and these are like mostly elite people because like Europe, Europe is like everybody's elite. Everyone is elite. <laughs> everybody's elite. And so they're like, you know what? It happens. <laughs> it happens. You come back next year. And I said, I love this. And, like yeah. these elite, like super, like Swiss athletes and Germans and French people, and they're like. You come back next year, and there was no judgment. Yeah, there was no none of that, and I and so I, like I immediately felt good again, and and, and I signed up for next year. Mirna, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mirna, it's Mirna, Mirna. <laughs> oh well, this has been so fun. So what? Okay. For the podcast. So, so the podcast is called The Same 24 Hours. Mm-hmm. It means we have the same 24 hours in our day, but it's what we do with our 24 hours mm-hmm. that makes our greatest health and happiness and success. So what is something that you do every day on in your 24 hours that makes it the best Mirna possible? <laughs> Just one thing? No. No, because overachievers always have more than one. It's okay. You well, can have four. Yeah. You can have four for every day four, of your heart attack. <laughs> well, you know, I always I'm like extremely disorganized, as you can tell. Are you? I extremely. I wouldn't get that. Oh my goodness, I can't even. Like, I always have to be told where to be, and um, 
and what I'm supposed to be doing. Do you have a um, handler? I, I, I have an assistant, and I have a publicist, and... Uh, <laughs> so they, she, he just tells you where to go? Like, they do my calendar and everything, and um, yeah. <laughs> actually, when I was in Portland, uh, my friend was like, okay, time to go here, time to go here. Do you need to get in early? Okay, I'll take care of it. <laughs> but anyway, um, but, but I... I um, one of the things that I, I do is I always have a goal. And it's not a daily goal, but I always know that what whatever I'm doing is for a larger goal. And so my larger goal, my overarching goal, is long-term health and wellness. Yeah. And so everything that I do during the day is towards that end. And so like I always have that in my mind. So like if I'm doing some kind of workout, like today, my I only did 1.75 miles. Today on a treadmill. To me, that's far. <laughs> You've lost all sense of, of distance. <laughs> you have um, 1.75 where I sit right now. I'm like, that's a long way. It feels well, far. You know, my last one, you know, know, my last run was actually only 10K, which, you know, normally I do way more than that. Yeah. And so, and I am coming off injury. So, um, so like I felt part of me felt really like weird. I was like, I have to do more miles, but I had to get to the airport too, or take a shower first and then get to the airport. Um, but then I was like, I put in some work today, you yeah. know, I did some good hills, you know, I, I can sleep knowing that I did something. And so like, for me, it's like always about doing something towards mm-hmm. that goal, you know, whether it's a workout, whether it's a recovery day and I'm not very good about recovery days. You're not? No, I have to get better. But yeah. So everything you do, like, uh. Sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't been very good about what I'm putting in my mouth because of so much traveling. Yeah. So, like, that's something that I've been thinking about. So, like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever I do, whether it's a five-minute meditation or a ten-minute meditation, I know oh, that you're I'm, a meditator. You know, well, I'm not a very good meditator. I try. But so I you don't should do it teach me day. to sing and meditate. I, oh, you don't want me to teach you how to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just go on YouTube and get a five-minute meditation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more that's, than I knew. That's where I am. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I would say, like, just try to sort of categorize everything as something that you, you do towards your overarching goal, whatever that is. Yeah. I like that. I think that way, too. So you don't feel like you're wasting time. Yeah. You know, so that you're not wasting time. Right. I dig it. <laughs> well, thank you. This thank was fun. Thank you.